and to worship the Lord with us in the beauty of holiness. The original Tabernacle of Prayer for all people, your center of victory, is located at 163 West 20th Street, Riviera Beach, Florida. The order of our services are worship and victory services Sundays at 1030 a.m. and 7 p.m. And worship and deliverance service Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. Also visit us on the World Wide Web at totop567.org and email us at tvijom1557 at aol.com. If you are in need of prayer or counseling, always feel free to call the Victory in Jesus prayer line at 561-840-0490 or 877-409-7729. Finally, if this broadcast has been and is being a blessing to you, we would love to hear from you. Perhaps you would even consider becoming a Victory in Jesus Covenant Outreach Partner. Address all correspondences to the Victory in Jesus broadcast. Post Office Box 10201, Riviera Beach, Florida, 33419. So, until the next broadcast, may you and yours walk in victory. Are listening to WJFP Fort Pierce, Port St. Lucie, 91.1. W296AW, Mangonia Park, West Palm Beach, Riviera Beach, 107.1. W230AL, Coco Rockledge, Merritt Island, 93.9. W232AZ, Melbourne, Palm Bay, 94.3. WJCB, Cloveston, Bell Glade, 88.5. The gospel is on the radio, and God did it. Johnny Montgomery II, founder of Movement of Christ Worldwide Ministries, reaching the world through the word and work of Christ. I'm so happy we have the opportunity to bring God's word to you, a word of encouragement, joy, healing, and of salvation, for God's word is doing this and much, much more. I pray and believe, God, that this ministry will be a blessing to you if you have faith to believe and faith to receive all that God's got for you. Let us now join a broadcast already in progress. Get your Bibles and stand on your feet in honor of the word of the Lord.
Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, thank you in Jesus' name for this wonderful opportunity again to hear your word. Let the Holy Ghost do as only he can do. Minister to us through the text. Remind us afresh of your word to us and then give us even greater revelation that we might only not only hear but practice these principles we shall learn of today for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'm preaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, and I am asking that you would read with me, beginning, if you will, at verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We shall commence reading at verse 4. This word charity is actually agape. It is love, but it is the highest reference to love. It is the God kind of love. And it says, charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. Is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. When we look at this word today, I am inclined in my own spirit to ask you a question. And the question is, how deep is your love? How deep is your love? Part one, we dealt with the importance of love, and that was important for us to understand that verses one through three dealt with linguistic ability, it dealt with learning ability, and it dealt with laboring ability. And yet, in spite of all of those ability, the absence of love proved all of those things unprofitable. It was very clear that the importance of love must be both the root and foundation out of which you not only love, but you operate. And so as it relates to the word of God, and we see that even if you are gifted in all of these different areas and arenas and do not have the agape love of God, then you will recognize that in the end you profit nothing. But now I want to move to the interpretation of love because from verse 4 through verse 8 we see something a little different because there are things in the word that help us to interpret love in a different way to help us understand as we grow 
in the grace of God and understand both experientially and pragmatically how God loves us with an everlasting love, with a pure love, with a true love, with a love that is far beyond the human comprehension outside of the spirit of God. It helps us to interpret his love in many ways, especially as it relates to the believers. So notice here again what the word says as we walk back through verse 4. First it says that charity, again, that is agape love, suffereth long. It is patient love. It is what's called passive love. And by that, I don't want anyone to understand passive as in nothingness, but passiveness as in the sense of not being in a hurry. It suffers long. It bears, it believes, it hopes and endures all things as the seventh verse, verse joins with this fourth verse shows us. Because one of the things that's real to every believer, they will recognize that with themselves alone, God has suffered long. You don't believe it? Let me ask you. How many of you are saved? Raise your hands if you're saved. All right, put them down. How many of you have sinned so many times since you've been saved you can't count them? If that's not suffering long with you, tell me what it is. And so we miss the fact that God's love that is long-suffering toward us, listen at this well now, should be a reality in us as it relates to that love being demonstrated to others. Isn't it amazing how we want God to suffer along with us, but we have short patience with other folk? I mean, sometimes just to mention a folk name sets us afire. And I'm not talking about with love. I'm talking about with heat. Makes us mad. Get our blood boiling. Hot all around the collar. Because we are not suffering long as demonstrated by the agape love. And so love passive is not in a hurry. Does, listen, suffer long for us. And it bears, believes, hopes, and endures all things. But then notice again, verse 4 reveals something else. That this divine love, this, this agape love is filled with kindness and is kind. Now, that's, that's not just love passive, but that's love in action. Because I want you to see this. It never acts rashly. It's not inconsistent. It's not puffed up. Or, nor is it proud. It is the kind of love that shows and demonstrates to us how God wants us to be toward one another. Again, Verse 4 reveals something else because verse 4 is clear in that that same love is a love filled with generosity because when you look at the word again and understand it, you're going to see that it envieth not. Envieth not. It's not a braggadocious, boasting kind of love. It doesn't, you know, it's a love in competition is what it is. And as we move up, because it continues on in those other things, when it vaunted not itself, it's, it's also a love that we must recognize. If it's real love, it does not have to boast on itself. 
Because all you got to do is show somebody real love and they'll do the boasting for you. They'll do the broadcasting for you. And so it's a love, but listen at this, that's in competition. It's not envious or jealous, but it's a love that wants to demonstrate that you can't love me better than I can love you. It's a loving competition. When you do one good thing, I'm like, what can I do better than this? Because I, I that was good. That was really good. I want to show you my love. That's why the old saints say, you can't be God's giving. No matter how you, the more you give, the more he gives to you. Just keep on giving because it's really true that you can't be God's giving. And that's the same way it is in this competitive love with God. You can't demonstrate. John says, I love him because he first loved me. I didn't know what love was all about till he loved me. And so because he demonstrated, gave me an example of what real love and true love and pure love is all about, I started following the example. Listen, but I, in my best effort, could never ever love him as good and as well as he loved me, but at least I can try. You know, there are some people who won't even try. You know, when somebody says, I love you, and then you can come back and say, I love you more. Sometimes you're lying. It sounds good. But to love you more means that there must be a demonstration that's greater than what has been demonstrated. I wish I had a helper in the house. And then sometime when somebody say, I love you, the best thing you can say is, thank you. <laughs> thank you, sister. So, Sometimes that's all you can say because you don't have that same love. True love is always a demonstrated, demonstrative love. It is always a love that is illustrated. It is never, ever kept underneath the skin when it is possessed and professed. So when you look at this word and you see this, it is love and competition. But there's another word in there because it, it's humility in this verse 4 also because that's love in hiding. Now, you don't realize that love can hide. In other words, when it's real love, it's not a love that's put on parade. No airs. Works. Does what it's supposed to do. Then it retires. It, it doesn't go out there trying to say, hey, did y'all just see what I just did? I love 91 Edwards Road.